1: 35 Jeff Dads, News Radio WRBA. It is Wednesday afternoon. We are here at Hold Their Feet to the Fire in Washington, D.C., 15 years this event has been going on. And as I said, I don't think I've ever seen the participants as, as concerned and as fired up, if you will, about what we are seeing right now. Part of it clearly related to this administration that just seems to have been hell-bent to uh, destroy the border, just uh, do away with borders and not enforce the laws. And this this idea, and we're going to be joined by Sheriff Kieran Donahue in just a moment, but this idea that, well, we're not a border state, right? I mean, you got people in the center of the country have said that for years. Well, the reality is everybody is a border state now, including folks in the uh, the beautiful state of Idaho, correct, Sheriff?
0: Oh, without question.
1: Uh, Sheriff Kieran Donahue from Canyon County, Idaho, and my, my, my friend Kevin Miller from Boise was trying to explain this to me. And so, so put... put canyon county where it needs to be on the map where where are we going to find you guys
0: well we're obviously we're the west uh but we're we're just utah surrounded by utah montana or unfortunately oregon and washington (laughs) sorry about that but that's what that's what we're surrounded by yeah it's it's horrifying but the fact is we are we are placed in a way in the pacific almost the pacific northwest and part of our state right uh, up along the canadian border kind of borders that but uh, we are strategically placed, in, a, in a, if you will, by the cartels to be a not just a depository but a pass-through distribution point of everything that's coming out of the southern border. It comes in out of California, goes up the Pacific North Highway, comes out of Arizona or Texas, comes over to Utah, comes up through Reno, Nevada. Everything's wow. coming to us. We've got multiple arterial interstates and highways coming in and out. And so what a great place, right? Jeez. And so you can look from the urban side mm-hmm. where there's anonymity, you can hide among the urban anonymity, but then the ur- the rural side is even better for the cartels. They can operate without without anyone watching because there just doesn't the law enforcement resources out there to watch everywhere. Yeah. Our my neighboring county is 2700 square miles of of uh wilderness. Wow. Well, Who's watching? That's right. right. And they have the tax structure. There's nobody. There's hardly any cops out there. So, yeah, it's a it's a tough spot. And so Kevin's right. And we're right next to Boise, Idaho. We're the neighboring county. So they're the largest. I'm the second largest. So we've got we've got consumers. We've got distributions. We've got, you know, network. See, and, and and that's the thing.
1: I'm, I'm thrilled you're here, but but that's the thing. If somebody were to say to the average person today, "Have you heard about the uh, the drug cartels, the Mexican cartels operating in Idaho?" They go, "Come on, a happy hour to begin for another half hour. Come <laughs> on, you're crazy." But but you guys
0: are dealing with this every single solitary day, and we have for decades and decades and really? decades. Yeah, wow. I mean. I've been like you said I've been the sheriff 10 years but uh, but all those years before that I was on task forces and dealing with Mexican cartels and Mexican mafia and the gangs who distribute the dope for the cartels and right. the outlaw motorcycle gangs like the Hells Angels the Mongols we have all of that in Idaho. Jeez, you wouldn't think that no. but we do. We have a very strong base and subsets of everything that you want and it's it gets worse every day because of the cartels and because of that that border, that has really become not just a uh, a situation for the border uh, down for the people living there. You already said it. Every state's a border state. I'll go further. Every community is a border community. Every wow. community in this United States. And I said that last week when I was in Southern Arizona on the border, and one of the major county sheriffs, uh, who's I think he's a great guy. He's probably not as versed in this as we are. He says, "Well, that's that's not a true statement." Oh, oh it is. If you get out of your bubble, Mm -hmm. out of that little vacuum you live in, I guarantee you there's an operative in every county, every borough, every state in the United States. I guarantee it.
1: So, Sheriff, I, I've made an observation throughout the years. And, again, I'm an ex-cop, so I notice these things, yeah. right? There are lots of sheriffs. In fact, every time I turn around, there's a sheriff <laughs> from somewhere else. And, and I'm at the point, thankfully, after 15 years, I know a lot of the sheriffs, which right. is probably a good thing. I don't ever
0: see anybody who is a chief of police here at any point. Why is that? Because they are they're muzzled. To, to put it bluntly, they're muzzled by their, their handlers. By, and They're great guys. Don't get me wrong. Great men and women serve as police chief uh, positions throughout our country, but they answer to a a council and or a mayor and whatever the political swing of that particular group is or entity drives what they can and cannot say. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean they don't believe in what's happening, believe that they want to expose it. They may not be able to because they're going to get in trouble by their boss. My boss is the people. And that's why sheriffs are allowed to do this because we're constitutional officers we're elected by the people. If the people want to fire me, they can fire me. Yeah. You know, and that. but that's not true for a chief of police. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I have great friends that are chiefs of police, do great work, but I don't see them standing up there talking about these issues with me. No. I, I travel alone. I mean, that's the problem. And that, that really, I think you could expand that to even some sheriffs that don't do it. They're, they're <laughs> tempered, and, and they don't need to be, and they shouldn't be. And, right. and really, we need to call them all out and say, you got to get to the podium. That's why... When I took office, I, I knew, and I never had any aspirations to be a sheriff, but then it just, it happened. God's work, right? Yeah. Uh, we have the pulpit, and we need to use that pulpit, and we need to say what's happening, and we need to drive that narrative. And if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. Right. But we need to tell you what's really, really happening in your jurisdictions and in your world because these dangers are out there, and we're picking up the pieces 24 hours of every day and night. Wow. So, Sheriff we, we've we chatted uh, this afternoon.
1: I've had the chance to chat with some old friends, uh, former Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott, yep, yep. Uh, former ICE Director uh, Tom Holman, Tony yep, Pham. Yep. Uh, people are just outraged at what's happened down the street in the last 18 months. Have you seen in Canyon County, Idaho, a, a big change in, since the Biden administration came in? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, and... <sighs> I mean, I I try to temper my own self about this administration, but it's just to the point where we can't—how do you temper it? It's such ridiculousness. And in my jurisdiction, it's a conservative place, very, very red. But they're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? These kids are dying. Sheriff, why aren't you interdicting? I don't have the resources to interdict this amount of dope. Right. I don't have the, the state police doesn't have the, the resources. And they're like, where where is the change going to be? And it's really not with this administration. What right. When we were in, in South uh, Arizona last week, we really talked about this, and I think it's super important for your listeners. The American people need to understand what's going on. You can't get it from CNN. You can't get it from the administration. But you got to listen to your sheriffs and the yeah. sheriffs that are involved in this battle because— we do understand it. We do understand, like you mentioned, very important people who were in the past administration, even the Customs and Border Protection uh, chief and deputy chief. Today, we met with the deputy chief last week. They're giving us the numbers. Right. They're giving their boss the numbers too. Yeah, we're we're putting the numbers out there. Their boss will not do it. Right. And that may be why I called him an idiot on Fox. My Fox interview, <laughs> but maybe part of why I called him that because I think he is one. But yeah. but I think it's incumbent upon our citizens. To to take the the blinders off the veil perhaps I don't yes. want to be tr- rude right but when we talk about fentanyl people say oh what is it that bad is it really that bad well I don't know DEA says four out of every ten pills is a lethal dose right so forty percent and your kids are taking this stuff that's right it, they don't have to be drug addicts to take this that's right it's vogue now in the younger generation to go do some oxies or or Percocet or something. But it's not that's not what they're taking. They're getting slipped pills that are laced or are actually metham or actually fentanyl and yeah. it's killing them yeah and I, it's so sad to watch this and I've seen it happen in my own family dying from fentanyl you know oh. a, a cousin of mine and we tried to get her out but the criminal element had her doing things that were horrible. we knew about it we dove in deep with teams we got her pulled out. Two months later, she goes back and she's dead from an overdose of fentanyl, 24 years old, oh, leaves a four-year-old gosh. old son. I oh. mean, these tragedies are real, and we, and, yeah. and I, I don't mean to monopolize your conversation, no, but no. When, we, when we look across our great country and people say, well, we do want to take care of the humanitarian issues, and we look in other countries who want to help their humanitarian issues. What about the humanitarian issue in two parts? The victims of these drugs in our country... The victims of those children of the people taking those drugs in this country, and then the victimization of the illegal ingr- immigrants who are absolutely uh, uh, extorted by the by the cartels. That's right. People don't unless you dig into this, you don't understand how much victimization there is. Yeah. When we're get when we are apprehending children twelve years old who have the the morning pill after the the and and birth control because their parents tell them you're going to be raped 12 years old we just had a, 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 a incident last last week on the border they were just telling us about it last week 12 mom gave her the, the pills because she knows she's going to be sexually assaulted that's part of the price to get across that border the rape trees that the coyotes and moving the people. And there, you go to this street, if you're a female, you're going to get raped. You're going That's your panties, that's your bra, going to be left as a trophy. We have pictures of all of this. We have testimony of all this. What about that victimization? Yes. We can say, and I support legal immigration, absolutely. Sure. That's not what we're talking about here. They're right. extorting these people. And when you're talking about 6000 to $15,000 a person to cross and you don't get across after the third try and then you're going to go cut that cost again and your family doesn't have it, then you go, well we're going to give you the credit and then we're going to place you in indentured servitude in modern day slavery in, in places like Washington D.C. and the Carolinas and the Floridas what the hell are we doing out there? As citizens, not yes. the administration, right? because they've created a large part of this and they've turned a blind eye. That's They're right. complicit yes. in the deaths and victimization of these people, in my opinion. But as Americans, what are we going to do about it? And I think that's what we need to have that conversation with our children, with our school teachers, with our school districts, with our coaches, with our legislators, our business people. Because yes, if you're not doing something, you're condoning it. And these people are being victimized Beyond measure, right, I, 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 right, and yes, I'm very versed in it because I'm down there all the time. And I, but my God, it breaks your heart. And we're cops; we're yeah. pretty tough people. We don't yeah. have a lot to, yeah. you know. It's just like, what if it was your kids? What if it was your sister, your mother? Exactly.
1: Exactly. The, the, the idea that the 12 year old told by her parents, hey, yeah. this is going to happen. Yeah. And, and this is what you're going to do. And uh, that is the point. And I'm, I'm so far over time, but I, I love you being here, sir. Uh, the, the, the idea that. We think about the fentanyl. Maybe we can sort of understand drugs. We can sort mm-hmm. of understand this. But every single one of us who's in a family understands yeah. uh, what a child is, yeah. who that child is. And, yeah. and we know that that child, whether they're born here or they're born in Mexico or Venice, wherever it is, uh, they deserve to have their childhood. And that yeah. does not include the rape tree. Oh. And, and by God, if we as fathers in particular, yeah. but, but fathers, and mothers, do not do something, then shame on us.
0: I I agree. Shame on us. And that's why I say, what are we doing as a nation? Yeah. Now we can we can disagree across that aisle. Absolutely. But we need to set that crap aside and say, what are we doing to stop that victimization of those human beings? I don't care what what ethnicity, what culture, what gender you are. They're a human being. And I I can't stand for it. I'm going to speak up and I'm going to be vocal and I'm going to I'm going to be in the fight.
1: God bless you. I appreciate you being here. I want to get you back if, uh, right. if you're amenable to that. Absolutely. That is Sheriff Kieran Donahue from Canyon County, Idaho. We are broadcasting from the Hold Their Feet to the Fire event in Washington, D.C. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And here at The NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your
0: favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.